many don't and practices very widely. Man gets the better of some giant hornets. CBS is Steve Kathan. Crews in Washington state have destroyed the first nest of murder hornets found in the U.S. It was about the size of a basketball and contained upwards of 200. Crews wearing thick protective suits vacuumed them out into large canisters in the town of Blaine near the Canadian border. They kill about a dozen people a year in Asia and destroy entire hives of honeybees. Dow futures are down 314. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with Right Track, which rewards you for safe driving. As the world's most careful driver, that's perfect. Now applying two pounds of force for acceleration. You really put up turning in point three miles and begin a deceleration. With Liberty Mutual's Right Track, you could earn up to 30% savings based on how you drive. Sign up at libertymutual.com slash right track. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Discount on participating vehicles based coverages only. Availability varies. She almost died of COVID. Now a nurse in Kentucky is paying it forward. Having nearly died from COVID-19, Bowling Green ICU nurse Molly Dawson's story of survival now includes helping others with the illness. She has donated convalescent plasma, something that saved her life. Especially while we don't know what's going on, if I can help. Now I'm a nurse. I got into a nurse because I want to help people and I want to save lives. Dawson, who was on a ventilator for 17 days over the summer, is the first person that Kentucky Blood Center is collecting convalescent plasma from. Jim Crisula, CBS News. It was a spooky evening at the White House. President Trump and the First Lady hosted hundreds of pint-sized superheroes, skeletons, even a miniature first couple for a socially distanced Halloween celebration on the South Lawn. Guests over the age of two were required to wear face masks. Mr. and Mrs. Trump went without. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this can really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for probate and juvenile judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly, and mentally ill. 
have represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Paid for by Ken Ryan for Judge. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The Athens Messenger provides interesting local news, keeps you entertained and informed, but what else? It empowers you by providing information to make the best possible decisions about life, community, and government issues. It supports democracy by providing facts to make informed decisions and keeps transparency in our community. It keeps the First Amendment alive. The Athens Messenger, your local trusted news source. Not a subscriber? Visit our website at AthensMessenger.com or call 740-592-6612, extension 1, to subscribe. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. this morning. Of course, I got my car washed, right? And it's a Monday, whole new week. We're showing 50 degrees right now outside. And it's a Monday, October 26th. Folks are worried about some upcoming programs. Of, uh, we In our 70th year of well, service to yeah. Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Okay, that was out of order. It was supposed to be before uh, the party line thing. Anyway, uh, did you hear that, Scott? No. Okay, the, um, we played the party line theme, and then the uh, intro came in. Well, good. It got listeners' attention, yeah. we hope. Uh, got Even attention. more than they are listening. <laughs> I hate it when I make an error. Me too. Anyway. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh, get my act back together here. Oh, it's uh, it's Monday, it's October 26th. And um, last Thursday, we had uh, the, the chief of our um, fire department on. Um, this Thursday, we're going to have the chief of our police department, Tom Pyle. 
And uh, wh why am I doing it this time of year? We could do it any time of the year. They always have good information to uh, share with us. And I'm not necessarily good, but important information. Uh, but we have Halloween, this tradition that goes back many, many decades of having a celebration on Court Street on that Saturday just before Halloween, or in this case, the day of, right? Yes. Where many people come from out of town to help celebrate. And by celebrate, I don't mean it that they're just all drunk or anything like that, but alcohol is a part of the mixture. Costumes. Um... Just um, happiness, right? Enjoyment. And um, this year, as we know, the city has said it cannot happen. It must not happen. COVID virus, the reason being. So, uh, here is this... Um, while our students have been well informed, uh, you know, I don't know how well others that would be coming to town have been uh, receiving the word. But um, it's going to be a task to keep people from wanting to celebrate Halloween in Athens this coming Friday night, or Saturday night, excuse me. Now, the whole weekend, Friday, even Sunday some, uh, involves that. But, of course, it peaks Saturday night. So I, I thought it was important to get uh, the officials that really have to come to grips with this. And it's our fire department, but it's even more so the police department. So Tom Pyle, our Athens... City Police Chief will be on with us on Thursday. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, let's see here. So, October 26th, that is today, though. Um, this is the 300th even day of the year. There are now 66 days left. On this date in 1774, the First Continental Congress adjourned in Philadelphia. In 1825, the Erie Canal opened in upstate New York, connecting Lake Erie and the Hudson River. Eighteen sixty one. The legendary Pony Express officially ceased operations, giving way to the Transcontinental Telegraph. The last run of that Pony Express was completed the following month. 1881. Remember that gunfight at O.K. Corral? 1881 on this date took place in Tombstone, Arizona, as Wyatt Earp, his two brothers and Doc Holliday confronted the Clanton's gang. 
Three members of the Clanton's gang were killed. Earp's brothers and Holiday were wounded. We have notable things on any given date. Uh, today we'll read a few more than we normally do. In 1902, women's, right pion- women's rights pioneer Elizabeth Cady Stanton died in New York. She was 86. 1944, the World War Battle, the World War II Battle of Leyte, Leyte Gulf, ended in a major Allied victory over the Japanese forces, whose naval capabilities were badly crippled out of that event. 1949, President Harry S. Truman signed a measure raising the minimum wage from 40 to 75 cents. Think of that. 1949, wasn't it? Yeah, the year I was born. 1975, Amr Sadat became the first Egyptian president to pay an official visit to the United States. 
It says uh, Beulah Cole. It's spelled K-O-A-L-E. Sort of a Hawaiian spelling. And she's a TV actress on the current Hawaii Five-O production. 29 years of age. I confess I was an avid follower of the original Hawaii Five-O. I had something to do with it. Uh, at the time I was uh, at KGMB, KGMB was the um, organization that filmed Hawaii Five-O. We had a production company called Hawaii Productions. We had aircraft that belonged to the radio station that allowed us to do all sorts of special shots. We even did side-by-side uh, -side flybys with um, to shoot like a United Airlines uh, aircraft or uh, Southwest Airlines, any number of Frontier Airlines. Different companies would hire us to do the the side-by-side, -side, you know, showing them airborne, beautiful aircraft. We had all sorts of equipment of interest. But the new Hawaii Five-O, I guess it's just as popular, but, you know, we don't have, um, oh, shucks, Jack Lord, <laughs> um, his ex-wife was our next-door neighbor when we lived in the islands. Nice lady. Oh, well, Hawaii Five-O. And uh, I might add that uh, Beulah Cole, Kuali, however it's pronounced, is the youngest person listed today. Well, Scott, I think we've had a lot of uh, interesting sports this weekend, and, and let's get caught up with that. First of all, we've had high school. Okay. And then we've had college. <clears throat> Yep. And then guess what? We've even had pros. Yep. So I don't know where, you know, I didn't give you a whole lot of forewarning that um, I wanted you to help us figure it all out. Well, we can start with high school if you want. Um, Trimble High School and Nelsonville York both played this weekend. Uh, we'll start with Friday night's game. Uh, Trimble High School uh, defeated Burn Union. And they move on to what I believe will be the regional championship this Friday night. Uh, they will host that game, and they will host traditional powerhouse Newark Catholic High School, which for years Newark Catholic would yeah. sit at that number one ranking yeah. in the state uh, in the state rankings. Now the tables have been reversed. A lot of years Trimble had to travel to Newark to play them. This year, this Friday, Newark Catholic has to travel to iconic Gloucester Memorial Stadium to play the Tomcats. Uh, Trimble ranked number one in the playoffs in their region. Newark Catholic coming in at a number five ranking. Now, folks, um, with the COVID situation, I don't know if they're allowing anything but maybe a couple of parents in. Um, and even in some cases, they're not doing that. But the point is, it's, you can't just go and watch that game. So, 
Um, your options are to listen to our broadcast. And if you're out of our zone, you know, like grandparents who may be living in Florida or something, but they want to hear the, the results of their grandkids' game, streaming. The streams have been highly used. I mean, we're having 500, 600 listeners. And for, for all we know, I mean, connections, I should say, there might be three or four people seated around that connection. So, folks, we're very pleased to, to help out in that manner under these circumstances. And again, our broadcast crews, I think, are second to none. So that's Nelsonville, York, and they'll be playing in Booktool. Yeah, that's Trimble. I'm sorry, Trimble, and they'll be playing in Trimble. In Gloucester, yes. Yes, and that, uh, if you well, want... Well, where is that stadium, isn't it? Where does Trimble stop and Gloucester begin? Um, isn't it right around the stadium? Yeah, they're they're pretty close to each other, but it's actually in, in Gloucester right there. Okay. There is a Trimble Township, of course. And, of course, they re... Re, uh, what do you want to call renovated. it? Renovated. Renovated that stadium here a couple of years ago, and it's quite nice. Yes, it looks great. And incidentally, if you're interested in that streaming address, if you want to join in and listen, and really it's unfortunate that attendance can't be had there at that game. This is one of the biggest ball games that they will host in recent memory, from my recollection anyway. Um, Newark Catholic, as I mentioned, has always been a traditional powerhouse in Division 7, and the Tomcats get them on their field this time. So uh, the streaming address, once again, is uh, wxtq.com backslash power 105. Okay. If you want to pass that along to friends and relatives that may not live in this area, and if you know if you can't get to the game yourself, uh, you can stream it live, or if you're in the listening area, just listen to it live at Power 105, 105.5 on the FM dial. And Now, uh, now one more time, give me that uh, link you just gave us. It is wxtq.com backslash Power 105. So, folks, you can check it out that way, and... Uh, Wish the Tomcats good luck through the airwaves, right? I think but, uh, another way, if you didn't get that one, is to simply go to our website. And then right on the main page, it, there's a point for Listen Live. And uh, one for AM and one for FM. Yes. You can okay. go to wxtq.com and click on Listen Live if you'd like to do that, too. And, um, yeah, uh, Trimble had a... They had another tough ball game, Burn Union, a tough opponent, but Trimble comes out victorious once again. Uh, one of the bigger ball games in, in Gloucester that I can recall in some years. So go Tomcats. Uh, Phil, Coach Phil Ferris has been a friend of mine for years uh, since we were younger, and uh, wish him nothing but the best. He's done wonderful things there at uh, the, Trimble High School. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but if you have it memorized, what was the uh, final score? Um, I think I want to say it was thirty-five to fourteen. Okay, fair enough. So it was uh, thereabouts. Right, yeah, right, right around there. Okay, Saturday night, uh, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes had to travel all the way down to Proctorville, Ohio, which is on the southern portion of the state. Yep. 
to take on Fairland High School. Uh, boy, that was a tough ball game. They came up two points short. Yeah, the final score there, 30 to 28. So uh, Nelsonville York had a great season. Uh, they bow out of the state playoffs. But uh, way to go, Nelsonville York Buckeyes. They're having uh, some improvements up there the last few years, and uh, they always have a great program there. So congratulations to Nelsonville York High School football Buckeyes on their run in the uh, state playoffs. So uh, Trimble is the only Athens County team we have remaining, and uh, we wish them nothing but the best. Now, uh, this Friday. let's pause for a minute here. Okay. We've got a caller trying to ring in. Good morning. Hey, it's J.W. Yes, sir. I know you're doing high school. Let's get back to it. Okay. I don't know if you talked about Joe Burrow yet, but I just want to say this. I don't know if people in this area really... I know people who know sports do, but I don't think people really recognize what an amazing player and individual that guy is. What he is doing is virtually unprecedented. I know it's only like six, seven games, but I hope people in this area don't take that guy for granted. I have never... And I've been watching football 40 years. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a player at his level do what he's doing. And by all accounts, will continue to do. I've never seen it. And I personally listened to the interview show afterward just to hear how he would, sound, how he would talk after such a devastating loss again. And... Again, I've been listening to people in, in press conferences for years. He gave one answer that I think will go down in history. I don't know if he borrowed it, if it's his. Some guy asked him something about all his numbers, and he's like, football is about letters, not numbers. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> what an amazing response. There's some other guy asked him, you know, what about this? And then he's like, well, had two turnovers, can't do that. I, you know, unbelievable. I'm, forgive my being dense here this morning. I'm missing it. Letters instead of numbers. Help Wins me. and losses, baby. W's oh, and L's. Oh, all that matters. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Doesn't care about it. I pass a 400 yards or no, it's an L to him. That that's. You know, Troy Aikman, another great quarterback who I know Scott knows well. Yes. He was like 1-13 his rookie season. But he didn't have a season near like this kid is having already. And so I'm not going to say this anymore because I, I know you know I have a tendency to get sort of over whatever sometimes. Okay. But I don't think I'm being so this time. You're not alone. I want this community to really know... <laughs> What a special individual and player that young man. I don't even know him like that. But I have never seen a rookie like that. When you need a score, you just give him the ball. And Scott and I could be out there playing, and he'd get the ball to us, and he'd score. (laughs) Yes. He's just unbelievable. I just hope that guy gets in a situation with the right team, right setup someday. So people can know what an amazing person that guy is and player. Well, you know, they, so much is made about 
an individual. Correct. Now, if if they have one more individual on the Bengals, um, two more individuals, it could make the world a difference, yes? They need more than two. <laughs> yes, they do. They need about five or six on the defense. Can, can that be done? This, can that be done? Oh yeah, they'll do it. How but long will I it thought, take? I thought about this, okay. Scott. When when the, when the when the Cleveland went down and scored the touchdown, yeah. I, I wish I had been able to call in. I couldn't call in when uh, his parents <laughs> were on 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 with you guys, but I wish I could have called in and said, you know what, Jimmy, they want to hire you to be a defensive coordinator. <laughs> I, you know, I've thought that a few times. I bet you'd figure out how to stop somebody. Oh, I mean, Joe can't play. Every position, he can't yes. do it. Like you and I were texting yesterday, yes. He can't do correct. it. It's, uh... J.W., I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I'm just amazed at your knowledge and vision of the game and without vision. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do it? I just love it. I love it. And... So is it, are there announcers that are so much better than others for your picturing the game? Yeah, that's probably the case, but they can be bad, you know. I mean, as long as they just give me an accurate account of what's going on, you know. I, they don't need to be good, good okay. you know. Um, and the announcers for the cleveland Cincinnati game are not that great, mm-hmm. <laughs> on TV anyway. <laughs> um, on the radio, that guy, Dave, in the background, he's yelling so much, oh, you can't hear gosh. anything half the time, but, yes. but at least he cares, and I like that. Right. But. I just know the game there, Big Dave, and well, I just I'm, roll with it, and I'm just telling you, this guy. Did you play ball? Yeah, in my own version of things, I was a wrestler, always an athlete, mm-hmm. and uh, always, always, yeah, always, always, always was into sports. Yes, and I, I, I could be. I have no doubt of that. So, one more time, let me just say, Athens, don't take this kid for granted. Uh, he's not a kid. Don't take this young man for granted. I... He, he's already won the Rookie of the Year. And if he was on the right team, he would be the kind of player who would win Rookie of the Year and the most valuable player in the same year. He's just that good. Wow. I had to get that, I had to get that out. Well done, man. I Take care, brother. totally Bye-bye. agree. And what, while JW's talking on that, in, in what I'm looking at here, the schedule, the Bengals actually could be 5-2 and two and not, one five and one, with the with the games that Joe had those games won for the Bengals, and the defense let him down again. Now yesterday, the the Browns are not that bad. The Browns are a good team. I'll just put it out there. They've got a great quarterback too in Baker Mayfield. Now when he went down on that last drive, and those two receivers made incredible catches. I mean they were you know the star player catches that drove them down the field. Okay, Cleveland had no timeouts and just a little over a minute to go in the game and had to go practically the length of the field to score, and they did. And as JW is referring to about the defense, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm a lot concerned that they don't get a defensive coordinator. They need the players to do it. They need more uh, players on the offensive line to keep Joe from getting drilled like he did again yesterday. He got sacked four times. He's been sacked the most of any quarterback in the NFL. He's been hit the most of any quarterback 
in the NFL. And uh, I was thinking to myself, one of these days he's going to get up and he's off the ground after he gets that. He's going to get a little bit angry at someone missing a blocking assignment again and again. And, you know, to do what that young man is doing with that porous offensive line, P-O-R-O-U-S, offensive line, is incredible. He was just exceptional again yesterday, and, and his dad Jimmy and I, were we message every now, now and then. I don't bother Jimmy during the games. But, uh, you know, Joe is just exceptional. But you go down the games here that, that should be wins, like uh, J, uh, J.W. said he mentioned Joe's comments after the game, it's all about letters. And he's exactly right about that. So, with that, if you put Joe on a good team, watch out. And as, as J.W. mentioned, too, the same concept, the same thought. I'm looking for teams to come in to Cincinnati with the interest in trading for that young man, particularly the Pittsburgh Steelers, as Ben Roethlisberger is about at the end of his career, particularly the New England Patriots. Tom Brady is gone. Now they got another quarterback in there. He's not Joe Burrow. Am I, am I a little bit biased towards Joe? Well, of course. He's from this area. I know his family. I know it worked with his dad. I know Joe. Not as well as a lot of people do. But that young man is just an incredible young man, number one. But the things he's doing on the field, like J.W. said, are crazy good. 35 for 47 yesterday. 406 passing yards, three touchdowns. He had that game one again. I know we've said that already, but can't say it enough. He's done that a few times this year. He's had a game one only to let it be lost by the defense. And to lose with one just a little over a minute left and the Browns on their own 20-yard line, that's just not done in pro sports. So that should tell you about the situation the defense is in right there. So uh, anyway, um, I don't know if you saw the statistic, J.W., I know you're probably still listening, but the rookie record for most 300-yard passing games is six games, okay? Six games in one season by Oliver Luck of the Indianapolis Colts, and there are like three or four other quarterbacks. Joe's got five 300-yard passing games already with – what, what they're seven games in, they've got another nine games to play. The record is six. Joe's got five. He'll break that record by a few games, at, at least a few. So that just tells you more about the stats this young man is putting up, the incredible things he's doing on a, on a bad team. So, again, J.W., you, you know, you're right, and if another team comes in, uh, I, I hate to say it, but Joe may not be in Cincinnati. That long, if if another team comes in with an incredible offer uh, that the Bengals won't be able to pass up. So, uh, you know, way to go, Joe. Exceptional performance again. And before we get to Art Turf here. Uh, I, I oh. don't understand this. Um, why any offer would take him away. You know, I... I would think what the Bengals have to do is hang on to him. You would hope so, yes. And add to other skilled players. Sometimes 
decisions are made by general managers and ownership that just do not make sense. But again, in pro sports, some of the best trades are the ones that are never made. Okay. So uh, anyway, well, we'll continue on real quick here. Ohio State football, they win big. Uh, they move up to number three in the rankings. They pounded Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Ohio U starts November 4th. The Bobcats will be nationally televised on ESPN. Turn down that audio on the TV. Turn up uh, Russ and Rob on the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105. The World Series are uh, uh, in full swing. To break in here, I I just realized the fact Russ has been the voice of Ohio um, football. For 15 years. Yeah, a lot of years. I don't think he intended to be here that long from our conversations when I worked there. And, um, oh, who's the guy before him? Uh, was, uh, Dick Shore? No, no. No, there's another. Well, uh, Wallace, uh, what was his name? Great guy. He's an older guy. I know no, who you're talking about. No, 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 no. Young guy. Um, taller than uh, Russ. Um, lighter haired than Russ. He re- he was really good too. Um, well, it doesn't matter. I just Dick Shore's the only one that comes to mind. The only one, the one I think of is Harp. Dick Shore was back in my day. Yeah. Okay, when we were producing the network, but when IMGs took over. Um, and they weren't called IMG back then. Um, oh, shucks. Let's see if this caller knows who yes, I'm talking about. Uh, good morning. Of course I know who it was. Derek Scott. Thank you. Oh, I forgot about Thank Derek. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> and I don't think Russ has been here 15 years. He's probably been here about 12. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I do know. Okay. It can't be 15 because Scott did the, uh, Winning in 2005, so I don't think Derek got here. T- I don't think uh, Russ got here till like 2008 or something like that. Okay. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I yeah, forgot Derek, about Derek. Derek Scott is who I was trying to think. How of. could you forget Derek? Good guy. Yeah. All right. Well, you see, for many years it was we here at this station that produced the network, and it was a big job. And uh, fortunately, I had done that elsewhere. So when I arrived, I it wasn't completely foreign to me. And um, so Dick Shore was the principal voice, but Jeff Lang from our staff, other people were all Cheech. Cheech. Oh, Jeff Lang. Yeah. Um, were all the, like the color voices and things like that, and it was a huge responsibility. And then one year, the university turned to us and said, um, you know, we we want to do it ourselves. And we have a company in mind that would help. And I said, I I'm feel blessed <laughs> to not have to worry about this so much. And uh, that's when the, uh, what we now call IMG uh, took over. They had a different name back then. Um, but it's the same company. And Derek was the first uh, talent, and then Russ was the second. 
All right. Well, while we're doing football real quick, college football do, rankings. Uh, oh, World Series I mentioned, too. The yeah. Dodgers are now up uh, three games to two. Uh, game six tomorrow night. College football rankings, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, number three, Notre Dame, four, Georgia, five, and the Marshall Thundering Herd making some noise in the polls, coming in at number 19 in the country at 5-0. and Well, while we're doing sports, it only seems appropriate to do uh, today's episode of the Coach Art Turf Show. I-N-E-P-T, N-F-T, two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Here on our weekly midweek visit with Coach Art Turf in between football games. and this That's right. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, we're not worried about what's happening in the last ball game. It's too early to look forward to the next ball game. We're right in between, and this is a perfect time to let all the fans know just exactly what kind of place NF Tech has in the history of football. We talk a little bit of football history at NF Tech, and I've been amazed, Coach, to find out all of the terminology that actually developed uh, right here at your school. Well, not only that, a lot of stuff that folks say and use and do about the game of football started right here. Well, what have you got for us this week in the way of NF Tech football history? Well, I, th- I figured you being in the media, uh, uh, one of them radio, TV uh, uh, folks, what broadcast ball games and all that kind of thing, probably familiar with, with the isolated camera. You know, uh, that's uh, one of them things that they use on TV, like they focus it on somebody that's not always in the play, like they show how a wide receiver gets open or what uh, a running back does before he takes a handoff or what happens to the quarterback after he lets go of the ball. You know, lets the fans know something about the inside of football. And Are you going to tell me that, that your school actually had something to do with the invention of the isolated camera? That's right. You know, a uh, fellow by the name of uh, Lumpkin, Lenz Lumpkin, uh, was a fellow what took our game films back in the early 1960s. And back in about 1961, you know, we didn't use but one camera for the whole ball game. You know, you just shot your game films and, and you sent it on to the coach of the team that you're going to be playing next week. And that coach sent his game films to y'all. And that's how come we've swapped game films around. And then, of course, now one week, old Lenz, you know, Lenz uh, has had a problem with his. Uh, concentration not always staying where it was supposed to and and uh, what he liked to do is take his chewing gum and stick it on the camera so it would stay put it was kind of a wobbly thing and and uh, and uh, what we wound up with was the camera focused in just one spot on our defense and when we sent the game films onto the coach for the next week he said he listen coach you know we really wanted to thank you for sending them game films because it focused on your middle linebacker and hey he was your best player and we found out how to defense him and that's how come we got beat I believe he was 86 and zipped the next week and so that how isolated Cameron was born just a piece of chewing gum started right here at NF Tech back in 1961. The origin of the isolated camera. That's how it started. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. In this crazy show brought to you by Shade Restaurant on East State Street. Listening again, sports fans. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't mean to do that. We meant to do this. Coach Turf, you were telling me during our commercial break that the isolated camera also helped to give birth to another famous football tradition. That's right. You know, the fellow that was being focused on in that isolated camera was our middle linebacker back then, a fellow named uh, Bulldog Brandon. And seeing how Bulldog had red hair flying all over, over the place everywhere, and when he was charging that quarterback, what they would do is whenever he would charge a quarterback, they refer, refer to him as Red Dog Brandon. So now everybody what blitzes a quarterback is called a Red Dog, which kind of makes you think if 
bulldog that had dirty hair, they'd be calling them dirty dogs. <laughs> you got an amateur running the board today. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay, now we're official. Well, today is the National Day of the Deployed. I suppose that's a military they're talking about, right? Let me turn your mic on. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Yes. Today is National Mincemeat Day. It's National Mule Day. Have you have you had um, any kind of dealings with mules? Uh, years ago, when I was younger, um, they're really kind of neat. Had a farm. They're really kind of neat. I like them. National Pumpkin Day, duh. National Financial Crime Fighter Day. And it's National Tennessee Day. So there. Um, let's see, what else can we mention here? Let's, uh, here's some other things. Okay, so, uh, Jackie Coogan, do you know who that is? I do, yes. When, didn't he play the, uh, monster guy on some funny show? <laughs> um, it was, a it was a horror show, but with comedy. Like, um, Anyway, he lived from, uh, he would have been born on this date in 1914, but he died in 1984. Seth MacFarlane, born on this date. He's 47 today. George Danton, looks like a political figure. If I knew more about history, I'm sure I would know his name. George Danton, what's his thing? Anyway, he was born on this date in 1759, died in 1794. George Danton. Anything there? George. D-A-N-T-O-N. Well, it's actually George's. There's an S on the end of George. By the way, Jackie Coogan was Uncle Fester yes. on the Adams Family. So that's, that's, that's where I was going. Probably what you were thinking of. Uh, let's see. Georges Jacques Danton was a leading figure in the early stages of the French Revolution and the first president of the, of the Committee of Public Safety. Okay. Hillary Clinton celebrating her 73rd birthday today. Now, we have two famous deaths to mention. One is Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who died in, on this date in 1902. And the photograph, I don't know why she would look like this, but she doesn't look very good to me. Anyway, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, born in 1815. She is an author, was an author, leader of women's rights movement in the U.S. during the mid to late 1800s. She was the main force 
behind the 1848 Seneca Falls Convention, the first convention to be called for the sole purpose of discussing women's rights, and was the primary author of its Declaration of Sentiments. Well, as soon as I said it, I realized, Palmer, why are you commenting on appearance? Um, I feel like that was a disservice to her, and I apologize. Um, Igor Sikorsky died in 1972 on this date, born in 1889. He was a Russian-American aviation pioneer, both helicopters and fixed-wing aircraft. Okay. Uh, COVID. And, by the way, I've got the cart number for New Art Turf Show, if you would like a different one, or wait till uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll have to use it tomorrow. Okay. But it's, it's important we pull the old ones off. I think th yes. what we're getting at, folks, was... Uh, I think that show we had played once before. So we don't want to repeat them. We have, uh, let's see, six times. We I think we have 60 episodes. All right. COVID. As of yesterday, Athens County had 1,273 cases. That's Four more, I'm sorry, 14 more than the day before. But, looking back, the, the day before had 24 more than the day before that. And the day before that, we had 30 cases. So, um, anyway, 14 cases were new yesterday, bringing the total to 1,273. Of the total... Um, 989 have been cured. 257 are active cases, 37 of whom are in the hospital, and we still remain at only two deaths. Okay. Um, the state of Ohio. As of yesterday, 2 p.m., uh, the number stood at 198,115. So that was an increase of 2,309 cases just in 24 hours. Now, if we look back over the last five days, there's been more than that each day. So it's, it's, a, it's a very modest sign of improvement, but it is a sign. So um, with uh, 198,115, 2,309 were new cases as of Saturday. We have um, 3,714 in the ICU units. We have 14,381 in the hospital. We have 5,206 deaths. And we have 15,988 recovering at home. 47% of the cases are female. 52% are male. Wait a minute, is that right? 
No, I have it backwards. 47% are males. 52% are females. Um, the average age is 41. And then this really good figure. Of the 198,000 cases thus far, 158,826 have cured. Um, I don't think I need to give you the U.S. figures or the world figures except to say that there has been a very definite, I don't think I want to use the word huge, but a very definite increase in Europe that's worrying many people. And that's just been in the last two or three days. And you remember, I, I suppose, that people said that um, the coronavirus would be more difficult to deal with in winter months than summer months. And here it is fall, right? We're approaching winter time. Another report I brought in has nothing to do with that topic, but I think it's um, certainly timely. The, uh, the label or the, the title of it, 2020's states with the most and least powerful voters. Now, I truly don't understand this very much. Why do they consider a vote for a president in one state to be more important than another? Okay, but let's see if we can figure it out together. Uh, it starts, not all votes are created equal. Some votes carry more weight than others simply because of someone, of the somewhat complicated way our voting system is organized. Members of Congress are elected by direct popular vote, but the president is chosen by the Electoral College, right? A group selected by voters when they cast their ballot for commander-in-chief. In a presidential election, voter power varies widely by state. While all votes are theoretically counted equally, one person, one vote, the choices of swing state citizens are more influential. They go on, it's safe to assume that Alabama will vote Republican and California will vote Democratic in the upcoming election. In contrast, the electoral results of swing states such as Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan are up in the air, giving their voters more impact. The same principle applies to power vote, uh, voter power in the Senate. For example, it's extremely likely that a Republican senator from Kentucky and a Democratic senator from Delaware will both be re-elected. But voters' choices for senators in swing states hold much more power because they determine which political party will control the Senate. So which states will decide the outcome of the upcoming election? As American voters head to the polls on November 3rd to elect the next leader of the free world as well as new senators in certain states, WalletHub compared 
the relative influence of voters in both the presidential and Senate races. In order to make such a comparison, we calculated a voter power score for each state and each type of election. So here we go. So this is presidential election. And I think this is really quite remarkable. So what state has the most power when it comes to the uh, presidential election? Scott, you have any hunch? I don't know. I want to say California. Alaska. Would you have ever? I would never have guessed that. Number two, Iowa. Number three, Ohio. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Arizona. Now, you picked California. California comes in dead last in terms of voter power. New York State, next to last. I think this is amazing. Um, is there any other state you want to know about? Uh, well, let's go to our neighboring states. West Virginia, Kentucky, okay. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Let me scan that. Um, I imagine Pennsylvania is probably up there. West Virginia comes in 32nd. I must have gone by Kentucky without knowing it. Let's see here. Let me look again. Kentucky. In our 70th well, service to Southeast Ohio. We'll AM continue this tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. are expected to confirm Amy Coney Barrett later today. The White House Chief of Staff says an evening event is planned to celebrate the expected confirmation. Mark Meadows shrugs off concerns about a repeat of the super spreader event at the announcement of Amy Coney Barrett's nomination. It'll be outdoors as, as uh, uh, if, if it goes on. TV's Aaron Contrell with voters in Indianapolis. When we got here, the line was literally through 90% of the parking lot. But when it comes to deciding who's going to be the next president of the United States, these voters say it's worth it. Your voice needs to be heard, and you vote, and it's worth standing in line. These are troubling times, so, you know, a lot of concerns. So this is very important. It's a very important election. Conditions are ripe again for wildfires in California. The forecast calls for powerful winds and low humidity. KOVR-TV's Ryan Hill from Sacramento. Powerful winds packing quite the punch, kicking up concerns of fire crews. Based on the fire behavior that we've been seeing this year, it's a very big concern. People who live near fire danger are bracing for a 
worst case scenario. Yeah, I am worried because I do live in an area where there's grass and field, so yeah, it, it's a concern. Stay safe. Snow.